0: Hello everybody, my name is Fala Komolafe from Fresh Inspiration and it's such a delight to be with you today as I talk about the topic, God is blameless. We live in a world and in a society that's always looking for blame. Who is to blame and whose fault is it anyway? You know, things go wrong and the first question is, whose fault is it? Who did that? Or the first response is, I did nothing. It has nothing to do with me. So society and everything around us is always looking to ascribe blame for something to somebody. Even in politics, you know, it's whose fault is it, you know? And we want to find who it is that is responsible for any particular action, especially when it's a wrong action, you know? Then we ask ourselves, who did this? Who is to blame for it? But I want to reassure you that we serve a God who is blameless. So it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter what the circumstances that surrounds us today. It doesn't matter how it came about, whether we were part of it or we weren't part of it. The truth of the matter is that God is always blameless. God is never to blame. And that word blameless actually means to be innocent, of wrong doing. God is innocent of wrong doing. It means that there are no grounds on which he's accused. There is no ground for which we can ever accuse God for doing wrong, and he is always above reproach. But we know that wrong happens sometimes. We know that situations happen sometimes, and sometimes we can't even explain it or why it's happening. But one thing we know is that it is never God's fault. God does not bring bad to people. God does not cause harm to people. God does not cause evil to come on anybody. God is a good God and he's blameless. And I think for us as believers, we need to settle that matter in our hearts. Because once we accept the fact that God is blaming us, it causes us to think differently about the situations and the circumstances in which we find ourselves. It causes us to say, okay, who is responsible and how do I take responsibility for what is going on in my life right now? It feels like sometimes we don't like to take responsibility. Sometimes we don't want to to, to be responsible for things. But we do need to take responsibility to deal with the situations that come to us in this life. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit. Thank God we have the Word of God. Thank God we have God on our side even when we're taking responsibility because with God and with the Holy Spirit and with His power available to us, there is no situation that we cannot overcome. So I want to talk to you about the fact that God is blameless. And I started thinking about this a few months ago. And I sort of had this picture of when people get to heaven, you know, and you're having a conversation with God. And, and you know, maybe something had happened or some situation had happened and we get to heaven and we're having this conversation. And, and at the end of the conversation, we will all realize that God is blameless. You know, we will all find out that God will say, See, I gave you everything. I gave you Jesus. I gave you everything. I gave you my Holy Spirit. I gave you everything. I gave you my word. I gave you everything that you need to live the life that Jesus died for us to live. So when we look in the Bible... We can see in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. And I like this scripture so much. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. And I want to read 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2 and verse 3. And I want to read it from the New Living Translation. So in the New Living Translation, it says, May God give you more and more grace and peace. As you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. May God, that's my prayer today. May God give you, as you listen today, may God give you more and more grace and peace. And don't we need more and more grace and peace? As you grow, but you need to be growing. He says, as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus as Lord. So as you're growing, in your knowledge as you're getting to know more of God and as you're growing in your knowledge of Jesus Christ, everything that God and Jesus means to us, the scripture says, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow. So, I want to encourage you to keep growing, don't stop growing in your knowledge of God and our Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then he comes in verse 3 and Peter says, By his divine power, God has given us everything. By his divine power, God has given us everything. Not some things, but everything we need for living a godly life. And he says, we have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. I love it. God has given us everything. What do you need today? God has given it to you. Do you need healing? God has given it to you. Do you need salvation? God has given it to you. Do you need deliverance? God has given it to you. Do you need faith? God has given it to you. Do you need love? God has given it to you. Do you need grace? We just read about grace and peace. Guess what? God has given it to you. So he says, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life or like I say, a God-like life. So we have everything. And that's why God is blameless because he has given us everything that we need for this life. The question is whether you are using or whether you know everything that God has given to you according to his divine power. So you have everything. So God is blameless. You can only blame somebody if they didn't give you the thing that you needed to help you in that situation. But if he has already given it to you, then that means that the responsibility has shifted from God, even though God still watches over us every day and the responsibility has shifted to you and I. So God is blameless. And one of the things that God has given to us is that he's given us his instructions. In the Bible, we have instructions for life. We have instructions for godliness. He says he has given it to us. We have instructions in the word of God, but we choose to follow those instructions. And if we follow those instructions, get what? They lead to godliness and they lead to the life that God has given us. But if we don't follow the instructions, then we can't blame God. If we don't do what God has asked us to do in his word, then we can't blame God. If we don't believe like God says we should believe, if we don't make the same choices that God is asking us to make, then we can't blame God. God is forever blameless. You see, if you continue in 2 Peter chapter 1 and in verse 4, talking about how God has given us everything that we need for living a godly life, in verse 4 it says, and because of his glory and excellence... You know, he has given us great and precious promises. So everything that we need that God has given to us are contained within all these great and precious promises that God has made available for you and for me in his word. His word's filled with promises for us. Some are conditional, some are unconditional, but his word have promises in there. The Bible says he has given us great and precious promises. And he goes on to say, these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. So these great and precious promises, these instructions that God has given us in his word, make us share in his divine nature. So whatever you're going through today, ask yourself, does this represent God's divine nature? Does this represent the divine nature of the God that I know? Because the Bible says that these great and precious promises enable us to share in his divine nature. But that's not the only thing that it does. It then goes on to say that it also enables us to escape the world's corruption Caused by human desires. So God has given us everything. The promises help us to partake or share his divine nature. But guess what? It also enables us to escape the corruption that is in this world. That word corruption means decay that is in the world. That word corruption means all the ungodliness, all the bad things, the perishing, all those things that is in the world. His precious promises also enable us to escape the corruption that is in the world, which is caused by human desires. So you can see why God is always blameless because he has given us instructions. He has given us great and precious promises. And if we know those promises, and if we hold fast to those promises, if we claim them and declare those promises, the Bible goes on to say that by them, we share in his divine nature. So we live our lives in a godly way. We, we represent God. You know, our nature is so aligned to his nature anyway. You know, but we see a reflection of his nature portrayed through our life. We share in his divine nature. And you just need to think, what is God's divine nature? Am I reflecting God's divine nature? When people see me, do they see God's divine nature? And these precious promises also enable us to escape the corruption. And there's so much corruption in this world. And it doesn't seem to get better. It seems to be getting even more corrupt. But we escape it. We escape that corruption caused by human desires. We escape that corruption because of these great and precious promises. So you can see as we think about this, that God is truly blameless because he has given it to you and he has given it to me. The question is, what do I do with those promises? Do I know them? Do I follow them? And do I receive them into my life and make them how I conduct my life? Because they're principles of the kingdom. They're instructions, they're laws. The Old Testament called them laws and commands. And even in the natural world, if you violate a law, then things happen or things don't happen. And it's the same way with spiritual laws. You and I need to recognize that we have a responsibility to follow the laws and the instructions of God. And nobody said this better than Solomon. So when we look at Solomon, Solomon said so much about God's instructions and and sort of encouraging us to follow that instruction that God has given to us. And I just want to read some of the scriptures that are in the Bible around instructions. And then we'll read the one that is in the New Testament. But let me first read what Solomon said about instructions because I love some of what he said. So in Proverbs chapter one and verse seven, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we will not despise wisdom And we will not despise instructions. And we're talking about godly wisdom here. And instructions given to us by God in his word. Proverbs 4.13 says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her for she is your life. Take fast hold of instruction. I like that. Don't let it go. Let her not go keep her for she is your life. Proverbs 5.23 says, he shall die without instruction and in the greatness of his foolishness, he shall go astray. Proverbs 6.23 says, for the commandment of the Lord is a lamp and the law of the Lord is light. And reproofs or corrections of instruction are the way of life. They are the way of life. Proverbs 8:10 says, Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. Proverbs 8:33 says, Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. Proverbs 9 and 9 says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. And it goes on and on and on like that. I like Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 18 says, poverty and shame shall be to him that refuse instruction. So we don't want to refuse instruction instruction in verse 15 and verse 32 it says he that refuses instruction despises his own soul but he that hears the reproof or the direction or the corrections that come from his instruction gets understanding understanding he says in proverbs sixteen twenty-two, is a wellspring of life to him that has it so you see in the scripture here, all these words about instruction, keeping instruction, holding on to instruction, not letting instruction go. Proverbs 23, 12 says, Apply your heart unto instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. So God is blameless. God has given us instructions. God has given us great and precious promises by which we share in his nature and escape all the corruption that is in the world. God has given us everything that we need to live a godly life and that is why God is innocent of wrongdoing. God is blameless. There is no ground on which he is accused for God is above reproach. That is the truth. God is above reproach. So when we find ourselves in situations that we know does not reflect God's divine nature, when we find ourselves in situations where we know something isn't right, I sort of think there are three questions that we should ask ourselves. The first question I would ask myself is, am I doing anything outside of love. Knowing that the greatest commandment of God is to love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind. And the second one is to love my neighbor as myself. The first thing I ask myself is, am I doing anything? Have I stepped out of love? And I check myself. And I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where it tells me love is gentle, love is patient, love is kind. Love understands all things. It bears all things. You know, love does not seek its own. Love does not consider suffered wrong. Love hopes all things, endures all things. I ask myself, am I walking in love or have I stepped out of love? And if the answer is yes then I ask myself or no that I am I am in the love of God or yes I am walking in his love if I'm not then I correct it quickly correct it the second question I ask myself is am I am I doing everything I know to walk in obedience to God and his word so is there anything that I have read or any knowledge of God where I I am not obeying am i am i knowingly not obeying something in the word of god then i ask myself and i answer that question yes or no and then the third question if it is yes to i am walking in love if it is yes to i'm walking as far as i know in obedience to the truth of the word of god that i know then the third question is the enemy attacking me and if the enemy is attacking me then I know what to do about that. So I'm going to share that on the next recording. So join me. God remains blameless. And I look forward to continuing this with you on our next recording. God bless you and see you soon.